welcome in. Hello, Instagram. Neasy, what's going on? Um, hello, DLive. Um, people that are watching, Periscope. Shout out. Um, yeah. This is weird. I'm not used to doing this on Thursday nights. <laughs> this is weird. I'm used to doing this on um, Saturday mornings. But, yeah, we're doing it tonight. Um, because my job is outdoors and it requires manly work in the dirt and the mud on construction sites and Nashville has been thunderstorming in between the sunshine for the last two days and washed out our job site so my box is a little bit uh, crazy in a good way <laughs> crazy in a moral way um, and canceled work for the last like yesterday and today which means we're probably actually gonna have work um, tomorrow and potentially also work Saturday I'm not sure but just in case I'm not gonna be able to stream on Saturday I'm doing this now I'm doing it live now right now and it might be a short stream might be a long stream depending on you guys in the chat um, <laughs> my girlfriend's in the chat <laughs> hey how's it going um, yeah we're gonna read a couple books here a couple beautiful books that someone sent me and I know what they're about. I've heard people talk about them before. Um, I know like the point and the premise, but I've never actually read the books myself. And I'm gonna read them here, live. Kind of children's books-ish. And with very good moral lessons. So we're gonna read them. It's called You Are Special by Max Lucado. Lucado. Um, and You Are Mine, which is the sequel. And there's a third one that I don't have, but I got the first two sent to me. So we're gonna read them together tonight. Uh, it's weird. Again, it's weird saying tonight and not this morning, but tonight. I'm Sean Corey. This is Sean B. Planet. Um, I'm usually here every Saturday morning, but today it's weird. <laughs> today I'm here at 6 p.m. on a Thursday night. Um, if you want to join the chat room shenanigans in the future, Saturday mornings, unless something weird happens, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Time. Sean V. Planet on uh, YouTube. You can find my YouTube channel and find me live there on DLive, on Trovo, on Twitter slash Periscope, and maybe on Twitch. I don't know if it works on Twitch or not. And potentially in the future, Odyssey. I may or may not be signing up for Odyssey in the future. We'll see. And yeah, find all my links to everything and fun stuff and memes and videos and whatnot along the way on TikTok. You can find me on TikTok at Sean V. Planet. And on Instagram, on Telegram, on Gab, on the Beritaria Times app, on Social Galactic. And you can find my Discord server, which is pretty, pretty awesome. We get into some pretty, we, we share some awesome memes and uh, occasionally get into some really awesome conversations with each other on my Discord server. The notes for that are, uh, or the link for that is in my show notes, as well as my P.O. Box if you want to write me letters or send me cool stuff. Send me cool books like You Are Special, which is what we're going to read today. You Are Special and You Are Mine by Max Lucado. Um, person wants to be anonymous, but we'll read this. Cute little, um, <laughs> cute little, um, uh, what's the right word? Um, note left in the book for, you know, obviously someone's giving this to a gift, as a gift to their kid. Dear Tatey, or Tati, I think it's Tati, T-A-T-I-E. Dear Tati, like Katie, but with a T. Dear Tati, don't ever forget how special you are. God made you with so much talent. Now show the world his gift in you. You are special. We love you. 
No No and Bubby. <laughs> Christmas 2014. Um, and it says presented to Marissa Herrera. So shout out Marissa Herrera <laughs> and Tati and No No and Bubby who gave an awesome gift to someone in for Christmas in 2014. And somehow a guy that's <laughs> neither of these people um, sent me this book. And we're going to read it tonight. That's the stream. And uh, then next Saturday, the 12th, unless something's happening, unless something comes up. Next Saturday, the 12th, um, we are talking about masculinity and manhood. <laughs> Almost the opposite of these like um, childhood uh, moral lessons. But that's what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to my girlfriend in the chat who is about to graduate cosmetology school also next Saturday on the 12th. About a year, year and a half of pain and suffering through cosmetology school. But uh, she's about to be doing updos and downdos and all the hairdos. Uh, so if you need your haircut, <laughs> if you're in the Nashville area and you need your haircut, hit me up. Hit, hit my, and uh, I'll get my girlfriend to cut you up in a good way <laughs> she does threaten to cut people <laughs> she does threaten to cut people in the bad way but she can also cut you up in a good way um yeah yeah so yeah and then uh hit up donorbox.org slash sean v planet if you want to help me uh start finishing up getting out of out of all my debts and start saving up for um farmstead land in tennessee because uh I'm eventually going to start homesteading and farmsteading, whatever you want to call it. Um, sustainable farming <laughs> on land that I buy that's going to be my own. Potentially building my own small houses and structures on, my, on this property. And uh, yeah, if you want to help me out in this dream, it will be documented and showcased on my streams and on my channels along the way that you can take part in. Hit me up at donorbox.org slash Planet. And you can also Venmo me or Cash App me directly. I think Cash App is like the money sign, Sean, S-E-A-N-I-E-C-O-R-Y. And Venmo is whatever logo they have, S-E-A-N-I-E-C-O-R-Y. If you want to send me, if you want to help me out on this journey I'm on, I appreciate all the support and all the love. Y'all are all amazing. <laughs> Y'all are amazing. And thank you for tuning in on this weird time. Again, it will go back to Saturday mornings regularly, pending weather, pending future weather. Um, living, loving, post-jazz, my girl and my dude, what's going on? Thanks for the waves. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone on DLive and YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Send me chat questions or chat comments, and I'll get to them. But for now, we're going to read this book, You Are Special by Max Lucado. To the Children and Children's Ministry of the Oak Hills Church of Christ. Ooh. The Wemmicks, the Wemmicks were small wooden people. Of all the wooden people, all of the wooden people were carved by a woodworker named Eli. His workshop sat on a hill overlooking their village. Each Wemmick was different. Some had big noses, others had large eyes. Some were tall and some were short. Some wore hats, others wore coats. But all were made by the same carver and all lived in the village. See that? 
<laughs> you see that? I love the artwork of this. And all day, every day, the Wemmicks did the same thing. They gave each other stickers. Each Wemmick had a box of golden star stickers and a box of gray dot stickers. Up and down the streets, all over the city, people spent their days sticking stars or dots to one another. The pretty ones, those with smooth wood and fine paint, always got stars. But if the wood was rough or the paint was chipped, the Wemmicks gave dots. The talented ones got stars too. Some could lift big sticks high above their heads or jump over tall boxes. Still others knew big words or could sing pretty songs. Everyone gave them stars. Some Wemmicks had stars all over them. Every time they got a star, it made them feel so good. Some Wemmicks had, oh, <laughs> made them feel so good. It made them want to do something else and get another star. Others, though, could do little. They got dots. All the star boys. <laughs> Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell, the others would gather around and give him dots. Sometimes when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then when he would try to explain why he fell, he would say something silly, and the Wemmicks would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. He was afraid he would do something dumb, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and then people would give him another dot. In fact, he had so many gray dots that some people would come up and give him one for no reason at all. Poor Punchinello. <laughs> he deserves lots of dots, the wooden people would agree with one another. He's not a good wooden person. After a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good Wemmick, he would say. The few times he went outside, he hung around other Wemmicks who had lots of dots. He felt better around them. Kicking the can. <laughs> One day, he met a Wemmick who was unlike any he'd ever met. She had no dots or stars. She was just wooden. Her name was Lucia, or Lucia. It wasn't that people didn't try to give her stickers, it's just that the stickers didn't stick. Some of the Wemmicks admire Lucia for having no dots. So they would run up and give her a star, but it would fall off. Others would look down on her for having no stars, so they would give her a dot, but it wouldn't stay either.
the way I want to be, thought Punchinello. I don't want anyone's marks. So he asked the stickerless Wemmick how she did it. It's easy, Lucia replied. Every day, I go see Eli. Eli? Yes, Eli, the woodcarver. I sit in the workshop with him. Why? Why don't you find out for yourself? Go up the hill. He's there. And with that, the Wemmick, who had no stickers, turned and skipped away. Just go up the hill and see Eli. <laughs> but will he want to see me? Punchinello cried out. Lucia didn't hear. So Punchinello went home. He sat near a window and watched the wooden people as they scurried around, giving each other stars and dots. It's not right, he muttered to himself, and he decided to go see Eli. He walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop. His wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on, st stretch on his tiptoes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm. Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here. And he turned to leave. Then he heard his name. Punchinello? The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello, how good to see you. Come and let me have a look at you. Punchinello turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name? The little Wemmick, sat, the little Wemmick asked. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Hmm, the maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at the gray dots. Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I didn't mean to, Eli. I tried really hard. Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other Wemmicks think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give stars or dots? They're Wemmicks, just like you. What they think doesn't matter, Punchinello. All that matters is what I think. And I think you are pretty special. Punchinello laughed. Me? Special? Why? I can't walk fast, I can't jump, my paint is peeling. Why do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello, put his hands on those small wooden shoulders and spoke very slowly. Because you are mine. That's why you matter to me. Punchinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. 
Every day, I've been hoping you'd come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know. She told me about you. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will, but it will take time. You've got a lot of marks. For now, just come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Puccinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as the Wemmick walked out the door, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Puccinello didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. Amazing. <laughs> Isn't that just amazing? Isn't that just amazing? How the gospel can be summarized in like a <laughs> five minute long children's book, 10 minute long children's book. Isn't that just like amazing? How much of a punch that could pack right there? Yeah, it doesn't matter what people think or what the world thinks of you. It, all that matters is what your creator thinks of you, the relationship you have with your creator. Are you seeking God? Are you seeking your father's love? Which, I might read that again, the father's love letter, which is also pretty amazing. Are you seeking the love of your true father, your true creator, who art in heaven? Or are you seeking earthly status, earthly reputa reputations, material stuff, temporary pleasures, the comforts of this world, because um, that will never, ever lead you to happiness or satisfaction or truth or love. But when you seek God, when you go to God every night in prayer, every day through his, through his word, and just inwardly, spiritually, with the spiritual connection within you, within the temple that is your body, are you seeking God in your heart and in your soul with all your mind and all your might? Um, those dots and those stars will <laughs> definitely start to fall away. Um, yeah. And there is salvation for sinners. That is the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ, the gospels, the good news is that there is salvation for you, for all sinners, no matter what, no matter where you have been, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, no matter where you came from, Whatever's behind you or with you right now in the moment, going forward now in the future, there is salvation. There is truth. There is love. There is peace. The, the truth, the love, the peace, the good, the true and beautiful things that this world will never be able to provide you. But your maker, your Eli, your L, Eli, L, Yahweh, your creator, your maker, our God, our true God, is waiting for you to return to him.
and wants a spiritual connection and relationship with you because you are special. Not to the people of this world, not to the history books, but you are special because God created you exactly the way you are for exactly this life you're living at exactly this time for a special and unique reason and purpose. And <laughs> yeah, no matter where you came from, no matter where you were, no matter where you are, you can always go forward into your father's love. Return to your father's house with a humble and obedient heart. Return to that and find the peace you'll never find on your own. Any comments or chat questions, send them to me. What's going on Instagram, Mervelations, Post Jazz, um, YouTube, DLive. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, again, this is a weird time for me to do this stream, but I might not be able to do it Saturday. Sorry, again, I believe there's only three books in this series, but I got sent the first two. Excuse me. Second installment is called You Are Mine. So the first one was You Are Special, and this one is You Are Mine by Max Lucado. <clears throat> For Royce and Rube Kerrigan, God could not love you more than he already does. What a line. What a, what a line. God could not love you more than he already does. Yeah. Oh, we got legends in the chat. <laughs> we got legends in the chat. What's going on, BRB? Glad to see you. I got to say, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, I didn't realize you were bedridden bear and Bible reading bear. I was thinking you were the two different people, but uh, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might have something wrong about that. I'm pretty sure you're just one person. Uh, I'm sorry I don't know your actual real name, but glad you're tuning in. I hope all is well with you. Hope the move and the, the potential move um, to Tennessee is working out. And when you are here, hit me up. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to uh, get to know you in person in real life. BRB. <laughs> Be right back. Bible reading bear. Bedridden bear. What's going on? And Berserker bear. My dude. What's going on? Um, I'm going to be watching Berserker Bear just dropped a video. Check out his um, YouTube channel, Bushwhacking History in Buffalo. Bushwhacking History in Buffalo. Just dropped a video tonight. I'm going to be watching it tonight. So sorry I haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, go check that out. Bushwhacking History in Buffalo. Um, I believe that's the same name on Instagram. Follow the channel there. And uh, yeah, check out his YouTube channel, Full of Gravy. <laughs> full of gravy and Vivian can know what's going on hope all is well hope all is well with you in the sun thank you for tuning in on Instagram um, no I'm bedridden but I wanted to stay positive so I changed it it's Sheila Sheila nice to officially meet you <laughs> yeah either way I mean either way yeah it's always crucial to stay positive always crucial to stay positive quantum 8 what's going on Yes, I need to catch up on this channel. Yeah. Bushwhacking history in Buffalo. Um, now I'm forgetting what your old channel was even. What do you... <laughs> a bushwhacking Tartaria. And uh, yeah, you can find my interview with him. Um, I think it's live stream 42 or 43 on my channel. Um, I interviewed uh, Dustin 
Berserker Bear on my channel. It was an awesome interview. We talked about Tartaria and old world history and theories and stuff and our lives and whatever. <laughs> it was a fun time. So you can check out my interview with him in person, well, streaming, but live stream um, interview with him. Because um, obviously he's in Buffalo. <laughs> he's bushwhacking Buffalo. And obviously I'm, I'm about to start bushwhacking uh, Nashville, but I'm in Nashville. So we streamed live, we did an awesome interview together. And then, yeah, make sure to check out his channel. It's full of gravy. And yeah, Quantum Ape. No, you're just in time. You are not late. And yeah. That's when I started following you because of Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And yeah, hop in the Discord. Um, hop in my Discord. The link is in my show notes. And Dustin and I are always spilling gravy in my Discord channel. If you ever want to get in there and have some good conversations about old world history, old world architecture, Tartaria. I mean, I also just have channels that are just memes, funny stuff, um, politics discussions, philosophy discussions, like every category. You want to talk about health and fitness, you want to talk about cooking, reading books, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can hop in my Discord channel. Discord's kind of stupid, but my channel's kind of lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Picking up what I'm setting down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, again. I'll read this. Keep sending comments and chat questions. I'll get to it after I read this. Again, this is book number two in the series by Max Lucado. You are mine. And man, that's a powerful opening line. For Royce and Rube Kerrigan, God could not love you more than he already does. Amazing. Punchinello lived in Wemmicksville, just like other Wemmicks. He was made of wood. Just like the other Wemmicks, he was carved by Eli, the Wemmick maker. And just like the other Wemmicks, he sometimes did silly things. Like the time he began collecting boxes and balls. Things started getting crazy when a Wemmick named Tuck bought a new box. Others had boxes, but Tuck's was a new box. Tuck loved his new box. He thought it was the best box in the village. It was brightly colored, and he was so proud of it. Too proud, perhaps. He strutted up and down the street, showing off his box. Have you seen my new box? He would ask the Wemmicks. He passed on the street. Would you like to touch my new box? Tuck marched right up to Punchinello. Don't you wish you had a new box? He teased. <laughs> Punchinello thought Tuck's box was beautiful and he began to wish for a box of his own. Tuck kept showing off his box, thinking he was better than the other Wemmicks just because he had a new box. Nip, another Wemmick, disagreed. My box is just as good as Tuck's, he said, as he showed off his box to Wemmicks on the other side of the street. Nip's box was not new, but it was a bit bigger and a bit brighter and a bit more than Tuck could take. <laughs> Tuck got very quiet and gave Nip a mad look, 
Then he had an idea. He stepped into a store and bought a ball. Now he had more things than Nip. He had a box and a ball. Nip frowned at Tuck's ball. Nip could do better than that. He bought two balls. With a smile on his face, two balls and a box in his hand, he marched over to Tuck and smirked, Now I have more than you. Now I have more than you. Before he knew it, Tuck was in the store buying another box. Then Nip ran to buy another ball. Then Tuck bought a ball, and Nip bought a box. Ball, box, ball, box. Tuck, Nip, Nip, Tuck. On and on it went. Someone could have stopped the whole mess right there. In fact, that's what the mayor tried to do. You two are being silly. He said to Nip and Tuck, Why? Who cares who has the most toys? You're just jealous, they replied, <laughs> because you don't have any. Jealous? Of you? Ha! But within a few moments, the mayor was in the store buying an armful of boxes and balls. Nip and tuck is like a unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate combination of words. Other Wemmicks began to join in. The butcher, the baker, the cabinet maker, the doctor from up the street, and the dentist from down the street. Before long, every Wemmick wanted to be the one with the most balls and boxes. Some boxes were big, and some were bright. Some balls were heavy, and some were light. Tall people carried them, small people carried them. Everybody carried them, and everybody thought the same thought. Good Wemmicks have a lot. Not so good Wemmicks have little. When a Wemmick walked down the center of Wemmicksville with a stack of balls and boxes higher than his head, the people stopped. Now there goes a good Wemmick, they would say. But when a Wemmick passed by with only one ball or one box, the others would shake their heads and think, maybe even whisper, poor Wemmick, poor, poor Wemmick. Poor, poor Wemmick. <laughs> of course, of course, Puccinello didn't want to be called a poor Wemmick, so he decided to get as many boxes and balls as he could. He searched through his closet and found one little ball. He dug into his pocket and found enough money for one small box. I know what I'll do, he declared. I'll sell my books to get more money to buy more boxes and balls. So he did. He bought a blue and green box with clouds painted on the sides, but still he wanted more. I'll work nights to get extra money, he told himself. So he did and bought a ball. And since he was working nights, he didn't need his bed. So he decided, I'll sell my bed. And he did just that, to buy two more balls. Soon Punchinello had an armful 
but other Wemmicks had more. Some of them had so many boxes and balls, they actually had trouble walking. It's hard keeping up with all my balls and boxes, they would say, acting like they were complaining, but really, they were bragging. Punchinello wanted to be like these Wemmicks, so he sold more stuff, and he worked more hours. His eyes were tired from not getting any sleep. His arms were tired from carrying toys. He couldn't remember when he last sat down to rest. And, worst of all, his friends couldn't remember when Punchinello last came to play. We haven't seen you for a long time, his friend Lucius said to, said to him one day. Why don't you come and play again? Asked his buddy Splint. Not everyone cared about boxes and balls. Punchinello's friends didn't. But Punchinello cared more about having boxes and balls than he cared about having friends. I've got work to do, he would tell them. And his friends would sigh. Punchinello didn't care. He only cared what the other box and ball people thought. And no matter what he did, he couldn't buy enough things to get their attention. Finally, he had an idea. I will sell my house, he decided. That's crazy, cried Lucia. Where will you live? asked Splint. Puccinello didn't know, but he didn't care. All he could think about was the boxes and balls he would have with all that money. So he sold his house. He bought boxes and boxes and boxes and balls and balls and more balls. He carried so many toys, he couldn't see where he was going. His stack went way above his head. But he didn't mind. So what if his arms ached? So what if he kept walking into walls? So what if he had no friends? He had boxes and balls. And when he passed Wemmicks, they would turn and say, wow, he must be a good Wemmick. Punchinello heard them. He couldn't see them, but he heard them. And he felt good. I'm a good Wemmick, he thought. I'm a good Wemmick, he thought. But then somebody changed the rules. It was the mayor's wife. She was very proud of her boxes and balls. She was very proud. <laughs> yeah. she, had, she had not only had a lot of them, but she had special kinds of them. She bought them at the fanciest stores with funny names and left the names on the boxes so everyone would see them. She wanted to be the best Wemmick. One day she had an idea. Not only will I have the most, but I will go the highest. So she climbed on top of one of her boxes and shouted, Look at me, everybody. Look at me, everybody. Immediately, all of the box and ball people tried to outdo her. One climbed on a fountain, another on a balcony, and then another onto a roof. It was the mayor who spotted the mountain, however. 
Behind the village of the Wemix was Wemix Peak. I'm going to the top of the mountain, he shouted, hoping to get there first. The race was on to see which Wemmick would have the most and climb the highest. Wemmicks loaded with boxes and balls began running up the mountain. It was a crazy, crazy race. Since the wooden people couldn't see where they were going, they bumped into each other. Since they were exhausted, they fell over on their own feet. Since the trail was narrow, some fell down the side of it, but they kept going. Bringing up the rear was Punchinello. He was having a hard climb, harder than the rest. After all, he'd only been a good Wemmick for a short time. He wasn't used to carrying so many boxes and balls, but he was determined. He kept putting one little foot ahead of the other, but since he couldn't see, he didn't know he was on the side of the trail. And since he couldn't see, he didn't know that he had left the trail. All he knew was that all of a sudden, he was all alone. I must be ahead of everyone else, he thought to himself. So he kept climbing up and up and up. I must be very near the top. I'm such a good Wemmick. I'll be the highest with the most. <laughs> the race to the top of the mountain. About that time, Puccinello's foot caught the edge of something. He tried to keep his balance. His toys swayed to the right and then to the left. He leaned back, then forward. But he couldn't stop. He was going to fall. He didn't know, however, that he had walked up the trail to Eli's house. He tripped on the step of the porch and tumbled through the front door of Eli's workshop. When Puccinello realized where he was, he was embarrassed. For a long time, he stayed face down on the floor, surrounded by his boxes and balls. One of the balls rolled across the floor and stopped at Eli's workbench. That's when the woodcarver turned around. Puccinello, Eli's voice was calm and deep and kind. The Wemmick still didn't move. He couldn't feel his wooden face turning red. Looks like you've been carrying a big load. The weary Remick climbed to his knees but kept his head low. These are my boxes and balls, he said quietly. Do you play with the boxes and balls? asked Eli. Puccinello shook his head. Do you like boxes and balls? I like the way they make me feel. And how do they make you feel? Important, Punchinello answered, still with a small voice. Hmm, Eli observed. So you've been thinking like the other Wemmicks. You've been thinking the more you have, the better you are, and the happier you'll be. I suppose so. Come here, Punchinello. I want to show you something. Punchinello lifted his wooden head and looked at Eli for the first time. He was relieved to see that the Wemmick maker wasn't angry. 
Punchinello followed Eli over to the window. Look at them, Eli said. Punchinello looked out the window at the swarm of Wemmicks still climbing the mountain. They were tumbling, stumbling, fighting each other, even elbowing each other to get ahead. Do they look happy? Eli asked. Punchinello just shook his head. Do they look important? Not at all, Punchinello said, noticing the mayor and his wife. The mayor was on the ground and she was stepping on his back. She had a box on her head and he had a ball in his mouth. Do you think I created Wemmix to act that way? Asked Eli. No. No. <laughs> Punchinello felt a big hand on his shoulder. Do you know how much your boxes and balls cost you? My books and bed, my money and my house. My little friend, they cost you much more than that. Punchinello was trying to remember what else he had sold when Eli continued. They cost you happiness. You haven't been happy, have you? Punchinello paused. No. They cost you friends. And most of all, they cost you trust. You didn't trust to me. You didn't trust me to make you happy. You trusted these boxes and balls. Punchinello looked at the pile of toys. All of a sudden, they didn't seem so valuable. I kind of messed up. That's okay, Eli replied. You're still special. Punchinello ducked his head and smiled. You're special, not because of what you have. You're special because of who you are. You are mine. I love you. Don't forget that, little friend. I won't, Puccinello smiled. Then he paused and asked, Eli? Yes. What should I do with these boxes and balls? Perhaps you should give them to someone who really needs them. Puccinello turned to leave, but stopped again. Eli? Yes? I don't have a place to sleep. Eli smiled and offered, would you like to sleep here tonight? I sure would. I'm very tired. And so that night, Punchinello slept on a, bud, on a bed of wood shavings. He slept well. It felt good to be in the house of his maker. It felt good to be in the house of his maker. Yeah, those are amazing lines. Amazing lines. Do they look happy? Do they look important? Not at all, Punchinello replied. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You've been thinking that the more you have, the better you are and the happier you'll be. <laughs> Does that ring true to you in your life? You've been thinking that the more you have, 
the better you are and the happier you'll be. Does it? Does it ever? <laughs> Does it ever make you happy? All the stuff, all the comforts, all the pleasure, all the temporary security and safety and stuff around you? Does it ever make you happy? Does it ever fill that hole in your heart? <laughs> you think that it makes you happy. You're special, not because of what you have. You're special because of who you are. You are mine. I love you. Don't forget that, little friend. Don't forget that, little friend. It felt good to be in the house of his maker. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. God could not love you more than he already does. You Are Mine by Max Lucado. And the first one, You Are Special by Max Lucado. And I'll have to get my hands on the third book. So thank you whoever sent me these. Um, that's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to read the third book. Um, yeah. And then I'll reread this Father's Love Letter. And we'll call it a night here. Are you saving Woman X? I don't know what that means. <laughs> like Latinx, like women X, or women's. I don't know. I don't know what that means. My phone is too old to handle apps. I had to uninstall Discord and Telegram, which sucks, but I'm sure I'll have to get a new phone before I move. It's not holding a charge either. Yeah. Get AT&T. <laughs> AT&T is based. And I've had AT&T now for like three years, and it's been awesome. I've had a Samsung Galaxy for like three years, and hasn't broken down it's been amazing it's fast um, all the apps work everything's great on it everyone makes fun of me all these Apple users all my friends um, in Nashville are all Apple users and they all make fun of me they call me like drug dealer having like I have a drug dealer phone or something like that <laughs> like, oh I got a drug you got a drug dealer phone so you don't have an iPhone or what is it green but it shows up as green or a blue one or the other like one if I text an Apple user an iPhone user it shows up as one of the colors because I'm not an iPhone user all my coworkers have it I get so much crap for not having it but I'm the one who like doesn't have to always trade his phone in because it's breaking down the battery works fine cameras great apps work great like <laughs> it's not Apple so it's not made by Chinese slaves <laughs> And AT&T is just an awesome company, especially in Tennessee. It has great coverage in Tennessee. Um, so if you're moving here, BRB, um, AT&T, and I recommend, I just have a Samsung Galaxy 10, and it's probably the last type of phone I'm ever going to upgrade to, unless I unless they force me. <laughs> if they force me to upgrade higher, I'll probably go back to a smartphone or a flip phone. I'll probably go all the way back to just getting rid of all my apps and just do call and text on a flip phone. Because um, I think the Samsung 10 has about everything you need and everything else is just unnecessary on the new versions of all the new phones. So, yeah, I've had it for two or three, year, three years now. Not changing, not going back, not upgrading. I'm good. And AT&T, haven't had problems with it. I've been a Verizon user. I've been a Sprint user. Those companies have such bad customer service. They screw you over. They offer you deals. Then they take them back on you. Had such bad experiences on the other ones. AT&T, honest, easy, simple, effective, great customer service, no complaints, and great coverage in Tennessee. I get it if you're somewhere in the country and there's no AT&T coverage. 
it seems like it sucks. But in Nashville and in Tennessee, AT&T is awesome. Except when um, somebody bombs <laughs> downtown Nashville on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day and uh, uh, bombs an AT&T service building, um, which is a whole thing, right? If everyone remembers that. That was a whole conspiracy, a whole thing that happened. But there was like two or three days there where I just didn't have coverage in Nashville because of that. Because AT&T literally got bombed, I'm pretty sure, by a drone strike. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a drone strike from the video things that people have seen um, that blew up downtown Nashville. And I'm pretty sure it was some kind of like election thing. It was somehow tied to the building that was bombed was somehow tied, connected to some kind of election ballot harvesting thing. So I don't know if it was Trump's people or Hillary's people or whatever. What does the deep state or the the shallow state? <laughs> I don't know who bombed who and for what purpose, but someone definitely bombed that building. And that was probably the only time I had bad coverage in Nashville was like two or three days after that bombing happened. Um, my AT&T service didn't work. And I sat here as all the other Sprint and Verizon and whatever users were texting and calling just fine. <laughs> so yeah, that was weird. Other than that, other than the freak terrorist attack slash CIA drone bombing that happens in downtown Nashville every once in a while, apparently. Other than that, AT&T. <laughs> this has been brought to you by AT&T. Uh, switch now and get half off deal, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. But just straight talk monthly. Um, <laughs> yeah. This has been brought to you by AT&T. We're a great service when we haven't been drone striked. <laughs> when we haven't been a, a victim of a, a CIA drone strike by the deep state. AT&T. <laughs> Sign up today. Oh boy, I remember that horrible TV show, Nip Tuck. It sure is amazing. Amazing line. <clears throat> I've had it both ways and it's not. Yeah, a lot of stuff and a lot of not of stuff. When you have a lot of not of stuff, I think the happiest period of my life is when I first started these live streams. Like if you want to go back to the earliest streams of this feed, live stream like one through 10. When I was like literally homeless, I didn't have a job. <laughs> I didn't have, I like moved away from California. I was moving to Nashville where I'd like never even been before. I didn't know anyone here. It was just me, a car full of like books and clothes no job, no apartment, like $2,000 total money in my account, <laughs> like total. I was like, how much money I total had in my life entirely moving out across country in a car, living out of it for a month and a half, like doing laundry at a, a broke, busted down uh, laundromat, waking up in my car every morning, freezing cold in the winter, and uh, going to a gym to take showers, <laughs> to go work as a janitor at a church. Um, I think that might have been the happiest two months of my life. <laughs> Going to bed every night with nothing. Being like literally unable to spread out my legs because my car was so small. Sleeping in the back of a cold car in the winter in a, par oh, a Walmart parking lot. And praying to God every night and thanking him for everything he's blessed me with. I think that was the most happy I've ever been. <laughs> um, and you can see me talk about that on that journey uh, from live stream like one through seven, one through nine-ish, that area of my live stream feed. This is live stream 52. So yeah, if you wanna go back on my feed and listen and watch me, um, just awesome smile on my face. From a man who had nothing, <laughs> no safety, no security, 
no friends, no family. Well, at least where I was going forward in my life. Like I had friends, I have family, but I was leaving them behind to go somewhere where I had no friends, had no family, no job, no place to stay, no place to shower, no place to clean my clothes, no job, living in a car that I couldn't even stretch all the way out in that was cold in a Walmart parking lot. Um, that's probably some of the happiest months of my life. <laughs> Hopefully that's not it hopefully you know 50 years from now i don't keep saying that <laughs> like hopefully this changes and it's like my wedding day is the happiest you know day of my life or period of my life maybe when i have kids maybe as i'm like watching my kids grow up those will be the happiest days of my life i hope <laughs> i hope and i anticipate that's going to be the case but for now at this point in my life the happiest period the happiest like two three month period of my life was when i had nothing when I had no safety, when I had no security, no stuff, no material possessions, no ease, no comfort. Like I had to wake up, I had to grind, I had to start door dashing and working as a janitor um, to kind of like get get my feet up, <laughs> to pick myself up by the bootstraps and get my feet moving and, and shucking and jiving, you know, and figuring stuff out. And all along the way, being just trusting and faithful in God. And really, truly, I think having a spiritual connection with him. Um, I think that's kind of the point of fasting, you know, physical fasting through uh, hunger, to, like deprivation, but also just that taking away the comforts and the security and like practicing discomfort in your life. There's something about that that brings you spiritually close to your maker. Eli says, <laughs> you don't need your stuff, you know, you don't need that stuff and it will not make you happy. So yeah, I think some of the best times of my life was when I was in that really uncomfortable period, living homeless out of my car, moving to a new city where I didn't really have a lot of money. I didn't have connections at all, no family, no friends, nothing really lined up and just took a leap of faith because I felt God calling me here. Now it's clear why. It's starting to become very clear why and for what reason. And the future seems obvious now that I look back on all my question marks as to like why God wanted me in Nashville, Tennessee. But now I'm starting to see why. And just that whole journey here with nothing, with no pleasures, no, no material possessions, no comforts, no ease, you know. Lacking all that stuff um, really brings you close to your maker and the purpose that you were designed for. So yeah, mini ran over. <laughs> but yeah. I have a Samsung, but it's a knockoff. I think it's a Noteo. <laughs> Nokia, Noteo. What's up, Bears? Founders Keeper, what's going on? Shout out DLive watchers and YouTube watchers and everyone on Instagram watching this live. Thank you for tuning in. Again, this usually happens on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Central, but this is a weird week, and I'm doing this now. Doing it live on a Thursday night. Um, oh, yes, you will have many happy days ahead. You just were that happy because you only relied on our Father. Yes. Amen, BRB. Amen. Yep, I had to learn that when he put me in bed going on three years, I'm sitting up and walking some praise God for each day. I'm totally in God's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like something like that that will make you appreciative of everything you do have. You know, when God takes something away from you, you start becoming more appreciative of what you still have or what you did have or what you will have in the future. And it will start focusing you not on the here and now of this place, the temporary things and the materialistic life that you have in this place here and now, 
and start preparing you your spirit and your soul for the eternity to come the bliss that is to come in your eternity um people want to say why have you cursed me when god takes something something away from you or puts you in a bed you know <laughs> bed ridden <laughs> um it's easy for you for your flesh for your fallen state mind and, and body to think why god why have you done this to me but when you truly embrace it when you truly trust that you are in god's hand and that he has a special unique important meaningful plan for your life and for your soul um being bedridden becomes a blessing <laughs> in a weird way and if you just are talking to someone who has no spiritual connection with god that sounds insane and crazy and those who know and trust and love our Lord and our Savior know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe not. I might be rambling in a weird way here, but the less you have, the, the closer you are to God. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get it. BRB gets it. Everyone's getting it. We get it. <laughs> I don't need to keep rambling like that. But yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> So we're going to end. I'm going to reread this. I read this in my last stream, but I'm going to reread it now because it's amazing. Because it's amazing. It's an intimate message from God to you. An intimate message from God to you. It's a father's love letter. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. You were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being, for you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand for I am your provider and I meet your needs my plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love my thoughts toward you are as countless as the sand on the seashore and I rejoice over you with singing I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, 
and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I will take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love you, even as I love my son, Jesus. In him, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you. And to tell you that I am not counting your sins against you. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son, Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. I am waiting for you. Finding our way home. <laughs> we, wore, we were born cut off from God because of our sin. But God the Father made a way for us to come home through his Son. Jesus bore upon himself the weight of our sin, nailing it to the cross so that we could be born into his family. Jesus is the way to the Father. His resurrection to life from the, de from the dead signaled the victory for us. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one could come to the Father except through me. Will you receive his gift? Will you receive his gift? Tell God that you trust in his Son. The words below can help you express your thoughts to God. Father, my true Father, I know I can't save myself, and I know you've promised to save those who repent and put their faith in Jesus alone. I trust you to forgive my sins so that I may receive eternal life. Thank you for sending your Son to die in my place and make my salvation possible. Amen. And yeah, it is beautiful. That is beautiful. That is true love. True love from our true Father. 
And there is salvation for you, salvation for sinners. And if you need help with that, if you have questions about that, reach out to me. My PO box is in the show notes. Hit up my DMs, hit up, comment on my posts or whatever, my videos. I'll get back to you. I'd love to have a conversation with you if you're struggling with things, if you're lost, if you feel empty or, or broken or confused about, what, about your life, about your soul, about your spirit, um, about the things of this world, the things after, before or after. Um, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you. BRB, thank you for showing up. Berserker Bear, thank you for showing up. Founders Keeper, Quantum Ape, um, pff, Legends in the chat. My girlfriend was here on the Instagram chat. Nevertheless, Bera, Sarah Saucedo, um, hope all is well. That's a friend of mine from California. Thank you for tuning in. Vivian Gounod, Mervelations, Post Jazz, Living Lovin, Legends in the chat, Neezy. Thank you guys all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. This weird Thursday night stream. And I'll be back, not this Saturday, but Saturday the 12th. I will be back with a stream. Uh, we're gonna be talking about masculinity and social hierarchy and the sexual social hierarchy. So tune in for that. It's gonna be a good one. Um, this has been amazing. I hope you guys learned a lot. Um, again, reach out to me if you want to talk or have questions or clarify my positions or just send me stuff. Um, I'm gonna need the third book. <laughs> of the series if anyone has it and wants to send it to me um yeah so yeah that's all in the show notes and yeah hope you guys have a great night um i love you all i appreciate you all yeah brb you have a wonderful weekend as well thank you um remember to just seek everything good true and beautiful out there um you know tonight tomorrow this weekend and beyond and have faith be loyal keep keep the faith Stay loyal and be hopeful at all times. Faith, loyalty, and hope at all times. And do good, be good, love and be loved. I love you guys, and I'll see you um, next Monday or Tuesday night for good news, for a devotional reading stream called Good News for My Dudes or on the 12th, Saturday the 12th, for my next stream. Um, take care, guys. Love you. A lot of my artwork comes from a good man and friend of mine, Timmy J. Follow him on Instagram at S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X. His company, Mountain Folk, is amazing. They promote artists. They create mesmerizing art. And they sell comfy clothing that helps support groups that are fighting against human trafficking. Be sure to follow at F-O-L-K-M-T-N on Instagram, as well as at M-T-N-F-O-L-K-S-H-O-P. And be sure to shop at mtn.folk.shop. This is not a paid ad. Just help good people do good things. Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBPlanet.com.